All right. So the main event is set for Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor return April 1st. It will be the unification of the heavyweight championship belts as both Bandito and Jonathan Gresham are representing the company at this point as the heavyweight champion. So that will be settled at their return on April 1st. So kind of cool and exciting to see that. Um, Cool and exciting. We got a big return DP, one of those who's been locked away and, you know, restrained for years. Mascara Dorada, the former Grand Metalik, is making his return to the independence and he's going to work for GCW. He's doing three dates for that company. So a lot of potential for great matchups there. I mean, I could see Christian Blake or Blake Christian, I'm sorry, Alex Zane, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Deppin. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of great possibilities there. So excited to see him get out and probably get went back to new Japan at some point. It's just, you know, exciting to see honestly, one of the greatest wrestlers of a generation possibly that's just been absolutely handcuffed for half a decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he was one of those guys. I remember when we first started this show, like I was a right. huge fan of his in new Japan. So uh, I'm, huh. I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, for all that went wrong afterwards, that Cruiserweight Classic, how ridiculously mm-hmm. loaded was that thing? You know, like, oh, yeah, it didn't do good for everyone, like you see here. But overall, um, boy, I think it's probably been complained about enough. So it didn't dish about it. But good God, DP, the Gunther Stark debacle that was the Walter name change this mm-hmm. week. <sighs> now, I don't think anyone looked up the name and said, oh, good, he's a Nazi. Let's give Walter that name. But I do think they didn't Google the name. But I also don't think they Googled the name to just make sure it wasn't associated with, you know, a bad person. I just don't understand, like, how, like, you don't, like, Google search, ever, like, just anything <laughs> you're about to... I know. To copyright, like they've had this issue before with the submission sorority. Like they should have learned yes. their lesson. Like why don't they just Google everything? because uh, they just don't. Well, you wouldn't want to Google that anyway. You got to be careful with that one. Um, it's also just funny to me that listen, the name Walter is one of those things that kind of sometimes initially people wouldn't take to it very well, or you'd think Walter. You know, what kind of a name is that for a wrestler? And then you know you'd realize that it doesn't matter and that it's a great name. It's just odd to me that. Oh, we can't call him Walter. He's going to be Gunther. It's like, what? Is there really a difference there? Is there an upgrade? Yeah. So, anyways. I don't um, think so. But No. In other NXT news, Sarai had vignettes this week showing her as a schoolgirl slash Sailor Moon character, complete with, like, the brooch Power Stone deal that I, maybe she can push to... Oh, Transform. Turn- transform I, i'm not yeah. sure how that would work um yeah anyways do we know that she's not like part of a like she doesn't have a twin sister and they're just trying to like keep it on the hush hush so that way they can do a very quick swap whenever she hits, hits the button i think you're probably onto something there i think you're absolutely onto something it makes sense to me <laughs> have you seen like the the have they done the actual like back and like conversion live I don't watch. Okay. I, I just saw the video itself being shared, like the quick little gotcha. you know, snippet of a vignette or whatever. Um, yeah, time will tell. Because this is also coming off. We didn't talk about it, but you know, weeks ago, there was the match with Lash Legend that Sarai had that was like, mm-hmm. 
so bad that they basically had to edit it down to a highlight reel for 205 Live. And a lot of that heat apparently went on her because she's, you know, the veteran that was supposed to be able to kind of move things along. So gotcha. we'll see. Hope good things for her in the future. Um, the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremony took place last night. The big GCW show in the Hammerstein is actually taking place as we're recording this. But the only name that hadn't been released as far as an inductee or an inductor, I guess, for the list was that of Tracy Smothers. And DP, Chris Hero showed up and was the one to induct Tracy Smothers. Nice. Um, He had some great stories, uh, really good speech. The whole night was just kind of very loose and fun. You had CM Punk there inducting Dave Prezak. Fun exchange with Homicide and CM Punk. Uh, where Homicide was kind of talking shit, and CM Punk was like yelling from the back, like, what the fuck did I do to you? Like, just nice. You know, good amount of fun. Um, you know, great to see people like Lufisto get recognized, you know, along with Jerry Lynn. And uh, yeah, just a very cool event, a really cool idea, and something that I think will probably continue moving forward. And, uh, you know, it'd be exciting to see, you know, what kind of names you go in and then, you know, the folks that will even be there to induct them. So very cool to see Chris Hero there last night. No, it seems like it was a, a good event all around. Yeah, absolutely. So very good. Um, the Royal Rumble is next week. Um, you know, listen, it's despite what, however awful WWE is at the time, the Royal Rumble is at least something that is typically fun to watch. <laughs> if, if only they had one every month, they maybe would be a more fun company to watch overall. Um, so again, no, they very... they tried the the multiple Royal Rumbles with the Saudi show. It oh was God, great. we're not gonna talk about that. Um, anyways, so on the Raw side, we have Becky Lynch and Dewdrop set to take on one another at the Rumble. Um, I really have kind of been impressed with how quickly they've heated this up pretty well. Even though both women are kind of bad guys, and it's a little bit awkward, but hell, we'll talk about the main event title matches in a, in a second where everybody's a bad guy. So. Uh, Becky's out. She makes people better, and then she beats them. A little bit this is Becky's fault, although I think maybe she does on purpose. She's very good about the like. They like, you know, they like what you're saying. They like what you're saying, and then she says something like really mean, like makes a quick turn, mm-hmm. and then like kind of gets booed. So it's she's yeah. kind of all over the place with how she does that. Um, but anyway, yeah, she makes fun of the name Dewdrop, even though it was given to her. It's not her fault. Um, says she'll never be champion. No one named Dewdrop will ever be the champion. Um, here she comes. She says, Becky didn't give her anything. Says if it was her plan to fight, you know, Dewdrop instead of Bianca. Then she made a big mistake. And then it all kind of falls apart. Bianca comes out, uh, kind of gets mildly booed, mocks Becky, calling herself the greatest, you know, because she's the EST. Uh, Bianca also insults Dewdrop about not earning the title shot, even though she won the match. Then Liv Morgan comes out and uh, she announces her spot in the Royal Rumble, which <laughs> me along with everyone else is kind of like, yeah. Kind of just assumed you're all gonna probably be yeah <laughs> like on the women's side. I'm not really sure we need to do any declaring, you know. Um, so this is kind of funny. So anyways, that that turned to a tag match. Dewdrop and Becky beating Liv and Bianca. Um, pretty solid stuff. And then after the match, Dewdrop with a bonsai drop. Very fitting of our Rumble discussion this week on Becky as kind of a statement after the match. So I mean, for them to take a match that was like, eh, that's kind of weird, and it was you know after mm-hmm. a fatal four way. Um, really about two weeks worth of promos and whatnot. They've got me looking forward to seeing Becky and Dewdrop because I do really love, you know, Piper, you know, Niven, but yeah. not Dewdrop. And I'm at least excited to see them giving her some shine. I mean, an opportunity here. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see 
if it can be sustained. Um, I don't know. They they're higher on her, you know, than I would have maybe even imagined, just based on kind of how she's been handled and booked. I mean, I know a lot of this is to keep Bianca at bay until Mania, yeah. but either way, it's you know been solid. Uh, KO show with Seth Rollins. These two guys have been a real highlight in the last month or so. Just love the swarmy, like over the top, almost like Adam West TV show Batman with these guys, the vi- uh, cackling villains, you know, laughing and making plans and all this kind of stuff to try to like, you know, screw over Roman Reigns or whoever it might be. Is this the same show that has the happy, what's his name? And no God, SmackDown has madcap and happy. Okay. Cause that just seems like you were describing almost exactly what they're. Well, yeah, but these guys, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are a much better version of that. I guess you could say, um, Rollins insults Reigns for attacking his family and sending his cousins after him. Seth says beating him at the rumble will be like taking candy from a baby. Uh, but Damien Priest would interrupt here and calls them delusional idiots, which I didn't think was very nice. Um, says Seth can't beat Roman and KO is a liar, which is just rude. Um, but this would lead to a match between Kevin Owens and Damian Priest. But before that, we had a Veer is still coming video here for Raw. His other partner, like, you know, when there was him and I can't remember the other guy's name that were like in NXT and had Malcolm mm-hmm. Bivens and it like never went anywhere at all that guy is having matches on main event with like t-bar without vignettes and we're still waiting on veer to show up so yeah now this Anyways. is things getting ridiculous um pretty um, impressive bit of business here with kevin owens pinning damian priest that is in fact the first pin that damian priest has taken since being on the main roster um ko faked i mean at least in a singles match ko faked a knee injury and uh, Damian Priest was backed off by the ref, and then he got tricked, and KO hit the stunner. And, uh, yeah, really solid matchup there, and good to see KO get the uh, nod as far as the win goes. So, No, I always like getting to see Kevin Owens doing well. Um, the the Damian Priest character, I've just it's completely fallen off for me when they started the whole Damian or Priest sort of thing, and it was just right. like, all right, I'm done with this. That's what he's still doing. Yeah, he's got, like, the split personality or whatever, mm. so... He was trusting of Kevin, and now he's going to regret it and all that, yada, yada, yada. Um, fun segment this week um, was the Alpha Academy's coronation ceremony for Otis's graduation. Uh, they're now the Raw Tag Team Champions after beating RK-Bro. They both had full cap and gown on, podium, the whole deal was fun. Chad Gable, I don't know if he gets enough attention for this because he's such a great wrestler, but his mic and like promo ability is just 100% better than it was maybe even just like a year or two ago. Oh, nice. Well, that's good. Like He just carried <laughs> he, this so well. He's got such great presence and charisma about him. Mm-hmm. And just, he's, he's really on top of his game. Like, I think nice. that might be big things in store in the future for Mr. Gable. Um, yeah, he's very proud of Otis and gave him an honors diploma from the Alpha Academy. Otis says, expect pure carnage for anyone who comes at them. And then here comes Riddle, also in cap and gown. And he's giving the... Uh, <laughs> like the, the commencement speech or whatever, like he's that, you know, kind of a deal. Today is graduation day and the future is ahead of them. He goes on and on. Gable eventually cuts him off. He's very angry. Riddle mentions he's very proud of both of them. Gable says that he's ruined Otis's big night and doesn't think that he and Randy deserve a rematch. Gable then proposes, DP, an academic challenge, a series of tests to see who's more intelligent. Um... Which, of course, like all of us, Riddle immediately goes, 
You mean like Billy Madison? You know, Gable kind of got upset about that. Uh, so then out of nowhere from behind, Orton gets into the ring, hits an RKO on Gable. Otis would run after Riddle. And then Randy would put on one of their caps and gowns and him and Riddle had a fun, good time. Yeah. I just love fun dad, Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. Like he's yeah, the stepdad just... that he has weekend visitation rights, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm dreading this being like a series of vignettes over like two weeks of the, these like. I, I mean, challenges. at this point, at this point, I would kind of half expect that maybe this carries to mania. Maybe, you know, like you do these challenges and then you end up maybe making it to the match at Mania. I mean, I'd be fine with that just from the standpoint that I'm really happy for Chad Gable and obviously Otis as well. Um, I think all four of these guys have worked really well together. Again, Chad Gable is like absolutely firing on all cylinders when it comes to like, you know, promo ability and all that. Mm -hmm. I just like it. I like, you know, the idiot riddle with the academic Chad Gable dynamic there. And it's been good stuff. So. We shall see. Um, good stuff. Question mark. This is debatable. I don't know if you saw the Vince McMahon promo this week. Um, Austin Theory. I haven't liked. Vince's. I haven't liked any of Vince McMahon's appearances, dude. It's been so weird. And just listen to since this the, one. It's since even the weirder. pandemic, like you just cut off his career at the yes. pandemic, and I'm happy. Like we, I don't need insane. to see him anymore. He is insane. And now none of these people have the power to fucking do anything about this. And this man yeah. is absolutely running wild. Anyways. Um, Austin, listen to this. Austin Theory is with Vince. You know, Theory didn't beat Finn Balor last week. You know, Vince is upset. He's like, I want you to beat Finn Balor. And then I want you to beat him up. And then like, it's weird because then Vince is like, and if you don't beat Finn Balor and then beat him up, I'm going to have you dragged to my office and I'm going to break all of your bones and I'm mm-hmm. going to destroy your face. He does this whole thing. And, like, you're going to be nothing but snot and teeth. And then I'm going to take a selfie with you and send it to your mother. <laughs> and like just this awful, evil, like disgusting description of what he's going to do to Austin Theory. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, folks. It only gets worse. Austin Theory then beats Finn Balor clean and then beat the shit out of Finn Balor after the match. Yeah. So he's got to have ruthless go. aggression. There you go. I don't know if you saw the reports that came out this week. I can't remember where they originated. I think I saw one called Holic, so they were probably from Fightful or Meltzer. But this is apparently Finn. There was talk that Finn had gone to management about, you know, have a push or his position, and they basically made it clear to him that he's going to be the veteran that, you know, puts over the young guys. <laughs> okay. Where they're at with Finn Balor. Uh, Must- Mustafa Ali had his release denied. I don't know as well if he saw that. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard yet. And boy, when he gets released, it's probably gonna be a hell of a story. Word is they came to him with a character that he would never dream of doing is pretty much all I've seen nice. so far. You could probably fill in the racist gaps there. Yeah. So. Like as soon as we get back from Saudi, we decided to have you take on this <laughs> character, this terrorist character now. Oh God. Oh God. Vin- Never mind. I don't even want to say. Anyways, um, <laughs> we had, uh, Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley. I was kind of like, really? I'm blowing this off here? Nah, of course not. Um, Zelina and Carmella came out, the women's tag team champions. They say everything they predicted about Nikki being a weak link was true. Um, man, I, never I guess imagined. I had a... Yeah. I, ne- I never would have imagined that Nikki and Rhea would be like attached at the hip for like a year. <laughs> like it has been for... I feel like it's been almost a full year right. now that we've been watching these two. 
Well, now they're going to feud for at least a year. Anyway, so, boy, I guess I just avoided it or fast-forwarded some, and I didn't realize Zelina was doing the whole King Booker impersonation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, man, dude. I That was nails on a chalkboard. I... Mm -hmm. Whew, not great. They say Rhea should thank them. God, this feud should be over. I have my notes. Zelina's really bad. She says Rhea doesn't have the ability to be a tag champ on her own. Which I was like, yeah, that, that'd be pretty dumb if we just started giving the tag belts to one person at a time. Uh, Nikki then beat Rhea up and left her laying, but we didn't get a match. So I was like, well, good. I was let's let's give this more than a week, folks. I'm definitely, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> glad for that. Oh boy, talk about not having patience. Almost. Uh, we see he attacked Reggie last week. Dana Brooke made him put Reggie down. Um, this week, we see Dana going over strategy with Reggie. She's the 24-7 champion still, and he apparently is fine with that. Um, almost then beat Reggie. And, man, it's like this is a runaway train at this point. Like, this is happening. I don't know how fast they're g- this is going to go. I don't know how far this is going to go. Could this guy win the Royal Rumble? I mean, seriously. like Maybe. Do you? Th- I mean, do you think it's out of the question that almost could win the Royal Rumble? I mean, didn't he beat AJ in their like? Yes. Feet? Like, yeah. I, it might yeah. as well. I don't have. I don't have high hopes of coming out of the Royal Rumble with a lot of. <laughs> no, uh, like I say, it, it's a, it's a funny event to watch. Uh, the uh, end isn't necessarily yeah. always all that satisfying. Uh, but God, yeah, because they love him, man. They and he's. I'm gonna say it right now, folks. He's dog shit. <laughs> Like, he's not ready. Like, he's not going to be good. Like, I just, man, I don't see what they're going to do with this. He needs a mouthpiece for sure. They just you know? took that away from him. I know. It's like, because he you know he needs. He needs MVP. Yeah. Maybe you transition into a Lashley almost feud and you get MVP to there you go. switch sides or something. I don't know. Because people want to cheer for Lashley, it seems like. I don't know why, but they do. Um. Anyways. Uh, Maurice also, and Beth Phoenix because yeah. because of the the way that everything's gone since the pandemic like I don't tr- it bec- it, I feel so weird watching like WWE weekly programming with the way that they like manipulate audio and stuff and like oh well, yeah I know it's just like how how real is any of these reactions like it's, I just don't know it's impossible to tell I mean well I mean it's not impossible to tell but um, it's frustrating because it's really hard to give anything the benefit of the doubt anymore you yeah. know yep because it's like Everything when everything's exactly how it seems like it should be, it just doesn't seem possible, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, Maurice and Beth Phoenix have a face off. We got the mixed tag coming up at the Rumble with Edge and Beth against Miz and Maurice. Uh, Maurice is actually kind and puts Beth over. Talks about their work saving women's wrestling and wants to call the whole thing off. Uh, Beth says no and is looking forward to tagging with Edge. Um, Beth says, "Let's do it right now." When they get in the ring, Edge and Miz just like teleport and arrive out of nowhere. They're just like fighting at ringside at some point, it seemed like. Uh, Maurice would then hit Beth from behind with a purse with a brick inside of it. I will say, uh, I bitch. It, 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 like this is a fine program. It's It makes right. sense why they're doing it. Yeah, but I'm I, glad for you. Yeah, it's a good the, spot for Miz. I really have just been like a little annoyed with, with like... Edge and the significance that the WWE has put onto the word grit. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, the whole like it couple versus the grit. I was like, grit couple, really? Like this is so stupid. I don't well, know. and yeah, exactly. What did I say about Beth? I wouldn't use the word grit to describe Beth. You know, <laughs> yeah, just because like... Edge looks like he's like haggard, like he's a well, zombie. If he, if he like... would just 
put his hair in a ponytail and shave his face, he'd look like he did in 2012, you know, because he's still in that great of shape. He just needs to shave. Um, so, yeah, no, but like you said, again, one of those matches where it's like, am I like on the edge of my seat? Can't wait. No, but I'm excited about it. And it's and this is fun to finally so this, see Edge kind of working with other people, you know, yeah. pulling people up. You know, this, so this, this is, is really happening good for the at Miz. Royal Rumble then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What do you think happened? Like, what does this lead to for the Miz for WrestleMania? Like, what are you expecting from the Miz at WrestleMania this year? Man, um, they love him, you know? Like, I mean, just think the last year. The man won the fucking world title last year. Well, the, yeah. No, I just don't know. Like, does do they keep going in mixed tags? Like, are they going to keep this Miz? Mar- well, that's, what, yeah, that's what I was trying to think about. Like, think I, of that- I, I wouldn't hate to see this mixed tag lead to a big blood feud blow off with edge and Miz maybe at mania, you know, like it's been for the most part, very lighthearted and kind of fun and kind of like, ha ha. You think we're going to get the Miz doing the Jericho slapping the wife sort of thing. I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I'm cause I'm serious. Like I think this, like this is an important feud for the Miz. Like this is a, even though he's a former world champion, all that, like this is a pulling his status up even a bit higher. I think potentially, and I don't think a ha-ha blow-off mixed tag match at the Rumble is necessarily going to like yeah. elevate Miz anywhere he wasn't already. I think a shithead Miz that, yes, maybe does strike Beth. They should have, or... they should have Miz take Beth's eyeball out. Like... <laughs> no, God damn it. Don't, don't give them, remind them about the eyeball fetish they now had. That, in now the that we, we know that you could go that far, like they should have something like that ridiculous <laughs> over it. That way Edge really has a reason yeah. to... like hate this man well i don't know if that'll happen they'll probably instead have an edge randy orton like 35 minute match for some reason <laughs> um god wrestlemania the most stupendous two nights in history what a terrible tagline yeah no it's terrible anyways uh street Profits and mysterios fought the dirty dogs my favorite tag team got, and apollo not talking about the dirty dogs what? I, said, How, I, said, I thought we were getting away with not talking about the Dirty Dogs. No, right, I will ahead. always talk about the Dirty Dogs. Always. God damn it. They're amazing, both of them, by the way. Anyways, uh, good guys win the eight-man tag, Street Profits and Mysterios. Fun little ha-ha Royal Rumble action. You know, as the Mysterios would dump the Profits over the top rope after the match, and everyone would have a bit of a belly laugh about it. And then Ray would toss his own son, Dominic, out, and everyone again just had like a big... Like sarcastic 1960s, okay. like this sitcom not, laugh about it. This wasn't the way that, like, because I, I, one of the guys that I watch on YouTube is, uh, I can't remember his actual channel name. I've said it before on the show before, but it's okay. called, he calls it the Rushed Raw Review. It's like three minutes and it's, here's what happened. Okay. It's like, right. Becky Lynch came out. She got challenged by this person and then he moves on. Like, and it's just like that, like that basic of stuff. But then yeah. it was just like this segment. It was just like, he described it as Rey Mysterio dumped Dominic to teach him not to ever turn on, on anyone in the Royal Rumble. And I was like, what? what? I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was <laughs> no, like, it was more like, like a, serious. look, motherfucker, I will even eliminate my own son gotcha. if it comes to winning the Royal Rumble. And the street prophets just kind of looked at him and were like, yep. You better be careful, you know. Gotcha. So, anyways, um, Alexa Bliss therapy week two. You think, all right, we're gonna establish, you know, we're gonna build off of last week, and this is gonna be, dude, this was bullshit. Um, we just get the doctor says he's happy to tell her that they have less breakable things in the office this week. Um, when they're done, she'll be well on her way to recovery. He then does word association. She says Lily after every word. 
And then she gets mad when he says the word imaginary. And she doesn't. She stops before saying Lily. Uh, and gets really angry. And he just says, all right, that's enough for this week. And that's it. I mean, literally, this We're thing done. was like, if this was a minute long, I'd be surprised. <laughs> and I saw, and Alexa Bliss is another one of those, like, I know I go on about this sometimes. Get off social media. Like, yeah. who cares? Because like, I saw her like, just be patient, guys. Like, this is going to pay off. It's like, don't. Oh. Just don't no, even don't pay that. attention to that shit. Like, because you yeah, some people were like, this is shit, you know, like, mm-hmm. she was like responding to it. It's like, God, God, don't you have something better to do? Uh, Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley's our main event. Um, it doesn't end well. Hurt Business would attack Lashley after he'd been dismissive of them earlier in the night. He eventually took them both out. The Usos, though, would arrive from SmackDown and take out Seth Rollins, the man who will challenge mm-hmm. the tribal chief at the Royal Rumble. So, Because, you know, again, red and blue makes no difference and, and there's no rules. You can come no, and go well, as and you I please. Didn't, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't watch SmackDown and there wasn't really much to report from it anyway, but I will just say that, like, it kind of dawned on me this week when I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, we have two world title matches at Royal Rumble featuring four bad guys? Yeah. And then I was like, I get, like, I guess Brock isn't anymore. Like at this point, like he's <laughs> no Brock's the Brock's the baby face. He's fun guy Brock, but for the most part, you know, like he just him and Lashley, and then Reigns and Rollins. I'm like, boy, not a not any real strong baby faces on either side of the you know red or blue brand right now. No. So AEW Dynamite, we talked at length about Mr. Moxley's return in the dish. So we will move right along to MJF, who calls CM Punk's win last week, taking the easy way out. He says maybe Wardlow could have avoided it with more seasoning, but then apologizes to the big man, um, not, but stops short and uh, of you know being real nice about it and docks his pay for putting his hands on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mentions he can we can make all that back when he wins that ladder match and gives MJF his title opportunity. So, yeah. There you go. He says Spears will show Wardlow how to get the job done. Yes. Yep. Because we still have the Spears match this this weekend. <laughs> yes, it's debatable. Um, Adam Cole and Britt Baker beat Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander in mixed tag team action. Um, it's pretty solid stuff. You know, I thought this was a fun match. Um, I've liked the Adam Cole Orange Cassidy rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they play well with one another. Uh, near the end of the match, Orange would accidentally bump Britt Baker off the apron through a table. You know, again, I only have small problems with things like this when you think about like this woman bleeding like pints of blood mm-hmm. in a match with Thunder Rosa and like some of these things she's been through. And she took like the, you know, off the apron through a table thing and then she's just dead. Like, the, well, yeah. The end of her. It was a, it was a man that, that put her through the table. So. <laughs> It's, it's much, more much more force. Damageable. There's much more force behind that. Um, but yeah, Adam Cole is very angry about that. And later we cut a promo. Says Orange has been a thorn in his side. And he puts his hands on his girlfriend. Next week, he wants him in a no DQ lights out match. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Ortiz tells Jericho to watch what he says about Eddie Kingston. Santana says Eddie had something right and wonders why Jericho has never had their back. And Jericho just disagrees. <laughs> I don't know if you saw like that. I just love that like one line clip from Jericho. Says, I, well, I disagree. Like after they've walked away, like he just like mutters that like into the <laughs> microphone. It's like, okay. 
So yeah, uh, no, seems we are maybe you. a possible runaway train here with the inner circle maybe coming to an end. DP overall, maybe I don't know. I mean, it feels uh-huh. like at least with these two, like they, they, it feels like it's time for them to go ahead and break away. Right. But, yeah. Before Jericho gives their tag team title shot to him and Jack Swagger again or something. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk would beat Sean Spears. Um, quickly, MJF came out to do commentary. Um, I don't know if he even managed to sit down before Punk would hit a GTS and get the one, two, three. So not exactly what I was expecting here. I thought maybe well Sean Spears was going to get to show uh, his ability, mm-hmm. but not the case. Uh, MJF would even try to do a sneak attack on Punk, but that didn't work. Uh, Punk would grab him by the scarf, but MJF manages to escape. Yeah. So yeah, he keeps keeps getting away. He keeps just keeps slithering out. Slithering out. And I don't, you know, they haven't really made any announcement about what's next either. You know, as far as yeah, they've got you know beach break or whatever I think's next week. And there's yeah, not, beach break know. is just CM Punk speaking according to Rampage. <laughs> Cause that's what, oh. like they, they did the, okay. the like look forward graphics and like the, they had like the skyline of Cleveland and then like yeah. a beach graphic around it. And then all of a sudden, like the, the, it was the main event pro like picture. So like they were up top and then yeah. it was like the camera like swooped around to another section of the beach and CM Punk pops out of the water. Like his image, like it just made me laugh. It was just kind of goofy looking. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, and then CM Punk's out here in the in Lake Erie, like getting ready to talk about what's going <laughs> to come up. Yeah, it's already bad enough having beach break in the winter in a cold weather city, yeah. which is just mind blowing. Seems like you could have named any of your like warm coastal shows beach break, but all right, here we go, Cleveland. Um, yeah. Billy Gunn, the old ass boy, is showing a little bit of edge here. Um, meets Christian as he's coming into the building thinks that his boys deserve a tag title shot as well. This is all kind of jungle boys fault. He was very just like open in their promo about, yeah, "Yeah, we'll fight anybody. So now literally (laughs) every week, somebody's coming up to Christian, like, Hey, we want a tag team title shot. Um, Also, it's just weird that like Christian is, is like, so Billy Gunn makes sense. He's their dad, but why is Christian like allowed to like dictate who they wrestle or like, yeah, I can give you a shot. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll take you on. Yeah, at some point he just kind of quietly became their spokesperson, mm-hmm. I guess, which is odd. He replaced Marco Stunt. I'm really looking forward to that Marco Stunt well, Christian blood angle that's I coming saw, up down the road. I saw that Dave Meltzer said that like Marco Stunt and a few of the other guys that like Marco Stunt, uh, Joey Janela, and someone else like their contracts are coming up. And I know Peter Avalon. Curious if he's getting, well, Peter Avalon's already already out. Like his yeah. his contract's already up at least apparently. But yeah. But uh, there, that was the like the list of yeah, the other three people that were coming up that might you know you might not see necessarily resign because they don't really get on a lot a lot of TV recently. But yeah, and because Marco also just did one of those like vague internet videos, I forgot. Oh, did whole, he? Like, oh, okay. What does my future hold? Like one of those the like, voice slow motion thing. Well, he's doing that at least for now. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Anyways, um, I mean Christian is an upgrade. I'm sorry, Marco Stunt fans. Um, says when the lights are the brightest, his boys, you know. Never get that statement win. Mentions the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in regards to Billy Gunn, which, yeah, I mean, pretty epically one of the most historical, like, failed pushes in pro wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Um, ass boys then, Austin and Colton attack Christian from behind. They throw him into a garage door, and yeah, no Jurassic Express here to be seen. And uh, this match didn't happen on Rampage, did it? No. 
Okay, yeah. So I, you know, we'll see. I'm. This is a good little angle, though. Like this is, I'd drag this one out a little bit. You can get some six man action out of this with Christian and Billy being able to kind of mm-hmm. go at it. And oh yeah, no need to probably rush this one like they did with Silver and Reynolds. So. Man, I can't wait for that Christian Billy Gun match. Listen, oh, shut up. All right. <laughs> They're two of the best workers in the world. Yeah. You people like you that have been unappreciative. No, that's Christian fine. Let's Cage just let's just company. keep supporting Billy Gunn to pump as much steroids into his body until his heart explodes. That'll Listen, be fine. that is that is a very strong rumor and innuendo. <laughs> I don't know, it's bad enough they gotta deal like with all the Danhausen nonsense. And now you're gonna attack him like this. Yeah. So your favorites here though. Homelander comes home. It's Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. This was odd to say the least. Like what do you guys want to talk about? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, totally like just teeing it up for this crowd to like be all over him early on. (laughs) Um they're not love they don't want to hear anything else to say here at the beginning. Um we go on a Long diatribe, yeah, about the importance of CM Punk's pipe bomb, which I was like, okay, mm-hmm. one direction to go. Like, well, we need somewhere for CM Punk to go that isn't the the championship match yet. So I guess, yeah. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. I do like the idea of Punk and Cody, perhaps. But yeah, that'd be it's a fun also program. just, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's got this, you know, the MJF, whatever. Anyway, yeah. so literally just goes on and on about it, and then. I, at this point, I did get a little annoyed with the crowd because I was like, can y'all shut the fuck up a little bit like, <laughs> so we can just at least see where he's going with this? Um, Cody talks about how he carried the business and did everything Punk said he was going to do. Um, and then is when he gets into, like, he didn't turn heel because they were already booing him, I guess. I guess. That's pretty much what he was saying. Like, yeah. You were booing me anyway, so I wasn't going to, like, give you the satisfaction. Like, what? I don't know. Are we... That's kind of odd. Um, it says he built the forbidden door. It's a proper noun. <laughs> Which I don't even know like what that means. That's true. I, mean, I guess like when he first left and he like went all over the place, you know, he yeah. did impact and ring of honor and mm. like, okay, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's been so long ago. Nobody ever thinks about it. Um, crowd is of course, because this is how wrestling fans work are now whipped up. And are in a cheering frenzy, basically loving everything that Cody is saying. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. fans, as Daniel Bryan would, Baron Danielson would say, you're fickle. Oh, man. Very fickle. Yeah. And I hate to lose, but I lost to Malachi Black. Yeah. Uh, says he doesn't need to see the Bucks beat the developmental guys again. As now he goes into his, like, little let's have fun and shoot things. Brings up his friend, Ricky Starks, which is like, listen, Ricky wants nothing to do with you like pulling him in your direction mm-hmm. like i'm ricky starks i'm like dude do not and i do not need to be your yeah. best friend in aew okay um <laughs> put jay lethal over calling his cutter the only one you don't kick out of which i thought was very nice um what i didn't love and i'm sure it's just an angle shooting things here but like the whole like talking about brody king you know, going by Brody, you've got some balls in AEW to call yourself a Brody. And I'm like, okay, like, really? This, like, you guys have already maybe gone a little bit yeah. in the annoying direction for me when it comes to the 
weaponization of John Huber at this but when, point from this company. What is going to happen, Tony, the next time the negative one is here? How are we going to how are we going to tell well, these two and in 12 years, you're going to have to deal with like <laughs> Brody King, I would imagine, will have moved on from it. You know, like, I don't know. It was just one of those things where it's like, hey, I don't think it's really gone anywhere. People didn't like latch onto it. Like, yeah, you know what? Cody's right. Yeah. He shouldn't be able to go back. I was like, God damn it, Cody. If you just started a fucking Brody name fire after this dude's <laughs> debut a week ago, I'm really not thrilled with you. But anyways, it doesn't seem like anybody cared. Uh, they don't have secondary belts. The only thing they're making it secondary is there are two champions, which I like that. Um, and at Beach Break, I guess he's going to have a ladder match. He was like, yeah, he just I'm going to make ladder. it look like we're having a ladder match, but I will never say the words <laughs> ladder match. Yeah. They're going to unify the belts. So that'll be a lot, you know. Yeah. Should be great. Got to unify these long, long, long controversy of multiple belts for what? the same championship. I, I mean, as soon as it happens, we were talking about thing. that. Yeah. We said it immediately. You know, UFC has interim champ. Even that one, it drives me crazy. Honestly, I think it driv- it's driven down a lot of the interest in the sport overall because, it, my God, it's mm-hmm. damn near impossible to keep track of who the champion and the interim champions are at times. But it happens only when it's going to be like, yeah, like a year. Six months or something, yeah. yeah six months. Like, this guy is not going to be able to have a fight at the next, you know, like two events or something like yep. that. You know, like, it, you know, AEW's like, oh, man. Cody can't be here for two weeks. What are we going to do without a TNT champion? We have to defend the TNT championship on TBS. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Anna J accepted an open challenge from Jade Cargill. DP, how did that go for Miss J? Well, uh, I, I guess we can go. I'll just tell you. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just figured it was like it's right here. And since I teed it up, like, yeah, um, sorry. Uh, it was good. Um I mean, not good for <laughs> Who her, I guess. Jade won. Okay, nice. It's one of those matches where it's like, you know, they're both very new. Like, yeah, obviously. And so it's like, that was what, when at first I didn't know, I I had missed this part of Dynamite where they announced this. Mm-hmm. So then when it was just showed up on Rampage, I was just like, oh, I mean, okay. But it <laughs> right. just seems like, because this was the main event on Rampage. Yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, you're, you're letting these two very young, very early in their career women go out there and do this. Let's see how it goes. And there are spots where it's obvious you could see that, you know, that lack of experience, sure. but overall they worked really well together. I thought, and I, I enjoyed the match. I, I heard, yeah, I saw nothing but good things said about it. And I think it might've been Sean Ross Sapp that had mentioned that I think maybe both of these women have had less than 80 matches in their professional careers. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I so so from that account, from this, from that alone, that's you know very impressive. So good mm. to hear that. Good to see you know Jay defending that title, and they don't exactly have a laundry list of baby faces. They got two heel champions, and yeah, you know I, I just worry because you're also maybe pushing Serena Deeb as your third like <laughs> most important women in you know in the company. Mm. So it's like all right, we've got three great well, heels, and then and then Mercedes Martinez is is doing right. a program where she's like very much a similar heel to Serena Deeb, and she's you know and that's. I mean, that's Thunder Rosa, but yeah, she's kind of busy. So yeah, a lot of heels. Good job. You've established the heels. Uh, you could maybe give us a couple baby faces that are ready for the prime time. Don't Anyways, worry, Abaddon um, will be back. What's that? So don't worry, Abaddon will be back. No, I'd like to see that, actually. Um, Malachi Black and Brody King beat the Varsity Blondes. Um, Pillman now, instead of just admitting that he fucked up and can't do a springboard, incorporated him being hesitant about doing a springboard this week into the match. But they as a But that that was a planned spot in the match last week. Like they they planned that botch out completely. Like 
Okay. I think. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it rolled way too smoothly into the finish of the match <laughs> for it not to be the actual planned finish, I feel like. No, you're probably not wrong. No, I, I just thought it was interesting this week that they were like playing on that. <laughs> uh, Griff got taken out in the confusion when he didn't do that. Black would then ask members of the House of Black to rise after the match. That would lead to Pac, or Pac, the bastard, appearing on the screen and thanking them for what they did to him. It calls Black self-obsessed and power-hungry. The bastard is beyond even his reach. He will not bow down. He will not call him master. And uh, his eyes are also apparently fine. Like, I don't know. This one, I was oh. left a little bit like... Okay. Yeah, he like took off the wraps <laughs> and like just- gave... And gave the wide eyes. This is the second time the the AEW has had a character like lose their sight and then just like it just like be like one of those like all of a sudden we're done. It, like I'm done with it. It's I like it's revealed. I have, I have full sight. <laughs> well, because yeah, we've seen it's like we don't still kind of know the long term effects on Julia. Like she's being weird. Yeah, is about all we've gotten so far. And Pac, of course, apparently like he's fine now. Like yeah. he had a couple bad weeks, but all is good. And he's going to kick Malachi's ass. Although I am really looking. For, I mean that's. You know, that'd be an awesome match. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't it? You know, so looking forward to seeing that. Man, bad news here. Although I did see that the replacement match on Rampage was a great one. But we had Rapongi Vice reunited on Dynamite. Rocky Romero and Trent challenging the Young Bucks on Friday. Um, and Trent is the only one that was really nice to Brandon afterwards. And I thought that was funny. But yeah, this didn't end up happening, unfortunately. DP did it. It was... I didn't realize Rock. that it was supposed to be this. Again, yeah. I didn't realize that this match was supposed to be a tag match. Well, good for you, then. You didn't have to worry about the disappointment. Yeah, because instead we got Nick Jackson and Trent, right? Yeah, which is a fun match. Absolutely. So, yeah, anyways, Rapongi Vice. We'll have to wait. Looking forward to that down the road, maybe. Yeah. Trent won, by the way, that match. Yeah, um, which is awesome. really good, though. It, it, Nick Jackson's one of those guys where it's like the, they've established him as a character in AEW that kind of similar to Phoenix, at least in some part, like they're fantastic. Like they're the best in the world when it comes to tag teams, but then right. in a singles match, they'll have impressive spots, but they're not going to win. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're just not going to win. <laughs> no, and I don't, yeah, I don't think that's on accident either. I think that is like kind of part of their character traits. Yeah. So, but yeah, good for Trent. Always happy to see him get a win. Um, Archer beat Kazarian. He, unfortunately, Kazarian did not get a win. Mm-hmm. Um, Lambert, is with Archer now, along with Jake Roberts. Because why not risk Jake like that? Um, Archer cuts Lambert off, says enough of this cowboy bullshit, says he's going to show Paige what he's going to do to him, and then tosses Kaz out of the ring and sets up to choke slam him on a chair. But here comes the world champion, it's the hangman, making the save, facing off with the mo- you know, the murder hawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Adam Page winds up with a big slap across the face of Archer as they begin to brawl. Uh, Page with the old cowboy boot as a weapon. Um, his buckshot lariat attempt was blocked, but eventually Adam did get the better of Archer and run the bad man away from the ring. Oh, yeah. So that one continues. That's uh, a program. It's like I've, I've enjoyed what they've done so far with the return of Lance Archer. Absolutely. Yeah, no, awesome stuff. Um, looking forward to that match. Whenever it happens down the road, will be wonderful. Um, Serena Deeb got a win over Sky Blue. She's, you know, the professor. She's kicking ass and being mean to people. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan Lambert then doing double duty as we have a backstage, probably pre-tape, with the men of the year. 
Lambert says the locker room cleared when Moxley asked for an opponent. Uh, Ethan Page then challenged Moxley, probably foolishly, and uh, mentions that he's been racking up wins while Moxley's been gone, and uh, he can't wait to fight. So, you know, kind of an interesting, you know, I, I, it's fine. I'm, it's not like I have any problem really with it. It's just interesting to see these guys like have a basically like a chicken shit manager, but they mm. tend to always be very like boastful in their promos. So, yeah, which I get, which I guess is fine. You know, uh, Andrade DP is now the president of the Hardy family office. They are now known as the Andrade and Hardy family office, the AHFO, and uh, their first recruit. Or person that they're going after is Darby Allen. Oh, poor Darby. Uh, Andrade and Darby the family. Right. Uh, speaking of Darby, he and Sting got the win over the acclaimed. Um, and fun tag team action here. Darby was taken out, which saw a solo Sting for a majority of the match, taking on the acclaimed, which is amazing. This man continues to just be so impressive at 62 years old, mm-hmm. you know, diving off of things and just absolutely out of his mind. <laughs> so, no, yeah, uh, it's Dar- a lot of fun. Yeah. To, I, I love that anytime we get a chance to actually watch Sting in a match in AEW right now because it's it's never been bad yet. No, and I saw somebody mention I think he's now main evented in wrestling show in like four decades. Nice, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, maybe it's five even. Yeah, so. Cool deal. Darby returned to the match. They would get the win over the acclaimed. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the acclaimed go over here. Like I told you, I felt like maybe they would be mm-hmm. the the team to take the Jurassic Express down. We'll see if maybe that could still be the case down the road. Did you see the fun little video with Darby and Sting? No. They got posted on the interwebs. They were sitting in traffic and were behind a car that had AE dub as their license plate. And so Darby and Sting both got out of their car and like ran up and started chanting AEW like at the people in their car and they of course rolled the windows down and thought it was awesome. Okay. So that's good. I mean, I just, I, when you just say like AEW, I was like, there's, I mean, yeah, like there's three random letters at the beginning of everybody's license plate. I thought, it, uh, so it was, no, it it was, was literally uh, like just AEW dub, like AEDUB. Oh, yeah. okay. Like they were obviously fans from the show. That's why they did it. Gotcha. A sweet moment. DP. What's there not to understand? I just but didn't yeah. know the first of it, you know, the way you described it. I thought maybe that was like, how did they know that they were going to be fans? Right. Well, I mean, I guess it could, it could have been a complete whiff, and that would have been more, maybe more terrifying than fun for those people. Mm-hmm. So, but not the case, not the case at all. Uh, DP, who is going to win the Royal Rumble? Uh, men or women's side? This guy over here. Uh, let's start with the men. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> All right, that's it's not a bad pick. I, don't know. I would probably go based on who's in now. Like, go. God knows if like Brock loses the belt, he'll just like get a spot in the Rumble and get to go fight another champion or something. Mm. Um, I'm gonna say Biggie again. Didn't he win last year? No, he was Money in the Bank. That's right, Money in the Bank. Okay. I just feel like otherwise I don't have much faith for the future, Biggie. Like he mm. it would be ni- a nice way to like heat him back up. No, you know, for right sure. Back up. That would make sense. So, and maybe even taken down, even though they moved him to Raw. 
for some stupid reason. I well, I mean, I guess it'd make more sense for him to fight Brock, but I also, you know, would love to see him be the one to take down. The problem is, is that we're getting Reigns and Lesnar mm-hmm. in a title versus title match at WrestleMania. Probably, which makes me wonder what the fuck all this is even going to mean on the men's side when it's all said and done. Yeah, maybe this year we don't get a winner in the men's Royal Rumble. I feel like they're going to end up getting like, oh yeah, you get your title shot on the Raw before WrestleMania. Yeah, like, isn't that fun? Well, no, you just you have your champion versus champion match at night one, and then night two is oh, when. Oh God, I forgot they do the fucking yeah, week long show now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll probably get both. Jesus Christ. Um, I was. Oh, I already said that. So on the women's <laughs> side, then what would be your best guess? It's a. You it's, go it's first a wild on the card. women's side. What's that? Said so I went first last time. You go first on the okay. women's side. Um, uh, I would say. I was I was gonna say Bianca because that just kind of seems like the most obvious thing that like she really wants that match with Becky and that mm-hmm. whole deal, but I kind of feel like that match can happen probably without the Rumble yeah. win. So then it'd be on like the SmackDown side of things with Charlotte and honestly they've done not like they got the Naomi thing going maybe a wild card Naomi pick from me that's okay. what I'll say Naomi I was thinking uh, I'm thinking Alexa Bliss is what I was thinking. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. I like your thinking. They, they, so. they, they just—they're like, all right. Look like we were gonna set up months long of this, this <laughs> therapy thing. We're just—we're done. We're she's back and now she's powerful. Right. What's well, all they had to do anyway? Like we said, all she had to do was fucking come out to her old music and show up on Raw or SmackDown, and nobody yeah. would have cared. You know, like about mm-hmm. definitely. Oh, oh, they didn't explain that. They didn't explain because that kind of shit happens all the time. You know, things yeah. and people just. It ends, they disappear, they come back. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Like, don't worry about it. Oh, no. Not this angle. No, we're going to make sure that we explain things completely before we let her transition back to being the goddess. So, yep. There you go. That's pro wrestling. We'll have, uh, you know, we'll talk about the Rumble maybe next week. (laughs) We'll see. I think it is on a Saturday. So, that might end up working to our benefit. Yeah, that might work out. We'll see. 